Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It is Wednesday, September 14th. I am your host, Eric Steven, and obviously uh, we are going to start with the biggest Dodgers-related news of the day. Uh, I, too, have made a Chippendale error. Uh, In my haste on Tuesday morning's podcast, I wanted to relay to you the hilarious story of Justin Turner recounting how Cody Bellinger wondered what the Chippendale costume on Dodgers dress-up day uh, on Sunday leaving San Diego had to do with quote-unquote mice because he thought uh, it was uh, Chip and Dale, the adorable adorable cartoon sleuths. and I mentioned them, I believe, in both the story and on yesterday's podcast, I mentioned them as mice, um, simply sort of uh, parroting what Ballinger said and failing uh, to disclose, uh, to my great shame, that uh, Chippendale aren't, aren't uh, actually mice, but they're rather chipmunks. So I do regret this error. I apologize to all of you. Uh, I do lament that rodents... Uh, that the rodents weren't named uh, Chip and Monk. It would have made it a lot easier for adult like me. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, it was still funny, uh, the story with uh, Justin Turner and Cody Bellinger. But uh, I was so happy to sort of relay that story that I, <laughs> I made an error myself. So egg is on my face. That was great. So that's obviously the biggest Dodgers-related news. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, I'm just getting word that the Dodgers have clinched the National League West. That makes three consecutive 
Uh, leading off with the True Blue LA podcast where the Dodgers have clinched something. We thought they clinched a playoff spot on Sunday. Turns out that wasn't the case thanks to a, um, a few uh, multi-team complicated tiebreaker scenarios that could have happened that w- might have kept the Dodgers out. But uh, two wins uh, in Arizona um, with no runs allowed uh, so far in the series by the Dodgers uh, secured a playoff spot on Monday for reals this time. And then on Tuesday, uh, the Dodgers clinched uh, the National League West, getting back on top after uh, losing despite 106 wins in 2021. But this is their ninth division title in 10 years. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, I tweeted out something earlier in the day. Just I was I had forgotten exactly how many um, clinching games Kershaw started. So I went back and looked in researching the um, the clinching dates of this sort of 10-year run, and then plus a little bit further because Kershaw started his career in 2008. Um, before Tuesday, Kershaw, um, he started uh, three different division clinching games, and I looked up the other years when he didn't start. Uh, there weren't situations where they could have won a division and Kershaw started, but they didn't win or something like that. The, so... He was uh, the Dodgers were three for three in Kershaw's uh, division clinching starts. He did not get the win in 2009, um, despite pitching uh, six scoreless innings with ten strikeouts. Um, that was a close game late. Uh, Hong Chi Kuo got the win in that game, but the Dodgers won um, on the penultimate day of the season uh, in 20, or 2009. Excuse me, um, and in 2014. Um, Clayton Kershaw had a, a great game against the Giants um, at home. Eight innings, one run, 11 strikeouts. And I would argue his second best uh, pitch game in his career was the 2015 clincher in San Francisco. He struck out 13 um, and pitched a shutout. Um, so heading into Tuesday, Kershaw had allowed one run um, in... <laughs> in what, uh, 23 innings and he struck out 34. Uh, so that's ridiculous. And obviously I got a few replies, um, saying, well, Kershaw's not the same pitcher that he is now. It's like, yeah, no, no duh. Right. (laughs) But guess what? Clayton Kershaw's still pretty good. Um, he was, uh, I don't, dominant is not the right word. He, he kept the Diamondbacks off balance. I would say he had, he was in complete control. He only allowed two hits uh, and one walk. He struck out five. That's why I sort of hesitated to say that he was dominant, but he was still awesome. Um, He got uh, ten swings and misses on the slider alone. The slider is looking ridiculous again. Um, So, yeah, like Kershaw's had two injured list stints this season. Um, But since returning from the second one, he is – that was sort of a concern. Like, is he going to be able to – sort of ramp it up for the postseason. How is he going to look? And he's looked great so far. Remember, uh, it is, he's only three starts off the injured list. That first inning in New York um, on September 1st, he walked three in the inning, including walking in a run, which he never does. So that was like, uh-oh, what's going to happen here? And then all he did was retire the next 13 in a row. Uh, won his last start, and then, uh, or actually, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, or pitched well in his last start, uh, barely allowed anything. Um, his three starts coming off the injured list, three runs in 18 innings uh, with 19 strikeouts, four walks, and 
Uh, the, again, three of those walks were in that first inning, so he only has one walk in his last 18 innings. He was seven scoreless on uh, two, in Tuesday's division clincher. Um, the Dodgers uh, backed him with three home runs. Joey Gallo got the first. Uh, he's been uh, scuffling a bit of late. His numbers with the Dodgers look eerily similar to his numbers with the Yankees, but, you know, he's sort of there to um, hit the occasional bomb, uh, make uh, walk occasionally. Uh, he did that, too, on Tuesday. Um, Freddie Freeman hit one nearly, as, or actually four feet far, further than um, Gallo did, actually over the pool, which was sort of symbolic in a way. We've, we've seen this before where the Dodgers in 2013 famously um, celebrated in the uh, pool at Chase Field, which is just beyond the right center field wall. Uh, Clayton Kershaw talked with Bill Plunkett at the Orange County Register uh, or, uh, over the, I guess, over the weekend, um, sort of reflecting on that. Kershaw is the only one still on the team from that 2013 team. And he said, like, they weren't planning to do anything until, like, the Diamondbacks um, specifically said, if you clinch, do not go in the pool. And Kershaw and the team were like, well, you can't tell us what to do. So, like, pretty much the whole team ran out there, climbed the wall. It was great. And then it led to 2017 um, in the National League Division Series when the Dodgers clinched in Game 3. The Diamondbacks put... um, uh, policemen and guards on horses uh, to guard the wall, which was a hilarious visual. Um, so yeah, that's always a friend of mine. And before the game, you know, Dave Roberts was asked if you if you clinch, are you going to go in the pool again? He's like, no, that's not us. I mean, and honestly, that was sort of a one time thing. It was funny. It, it's always going to be funny. Uh, there was such overreaction to like John McCain put out a statement, and it was just like, all right, get over yourself, buddy. But um, yeah, so no pool, but. Uh, Freeman's ball actually went over the pool, um, so yeah, they were they avoided the pool at all costs in this one, but they did celebrate uh, nicely in the um, locker room afterwards. Um, you know, David Bessay and Kirsten Watson on Sports LA were getting a lot of interviews and uh, just getting peppered with champagne the entire time. Um, so that was pretty neat. Um, I will add Max Muncie also homered. He got his batting average. Over 200, which I'm not being dismissive in this. That is actually an accomplishment because outside of opening day when he was one for five, it's the first time all year his batting average has been 200 or higher. Um, he has just, con- like, the le- since about August 1st, he- he's had a slump uh, midway through this little stretch, but uh, he's he's really climbed uh, the ladder after a, a really poor start, obviously dealing with the injury and sort of some swing mechanics earlier in the year. He's, he's back on track, it seems like, and sort of trending in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's how they won. Um, it's the ninth division title in 10 years. We'll talk a little bit more about what that means and how good this team is uh, after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So the Dodgers, by clinching Tuesday, it was their 141st game. Uh, that is the 
uh, fastest they've clinched since moving to Los Angeles in terms of number of games. Uh, they clinched on September 13th, which is three days later than in 2019, but that was game 146 that year. That season started on March 28th. This season um, famously started late because of the lockout. Um, started on April 7th. The Dodgers played their first game on April 8th. So um, if you look at just the schedule, uh, this year's Dodger team, I mean, look, they they have a 20-and-a-half game lead over the Padres um, with um, they have 20 game, 21 games left. The Padres have 20. So uh, they had the tiebreaker by winning the season series. So that's how they're division champions so early. Um, but yeah, it is an impressive run. Again, they've made the playoffs 10 years in a row. Um, they're going, I, it's going to take a lot for them not to break the franchise record for wins. Like the last half of this 10 year run has just been ridiculous. Like in terms of how, how often they're winning, uh, you know, like in the regular season, they look, they have the most playoff wins during that time too. Obviously they just have the one world series and that's their ultimate goal. I'm just sort of looking at how they're structured. And to me, this team seems pretty clearly the best of the bunch. And that sounds weird to say because the Dodgers are heading into um, October. They don't have Walker Bueller. Obviously, Tommy John surgery is out the rest of this season. Um, He's going to miss 2023 as well. Um, Coney Gonsolin, who was great, has been great all year is still hurt and the the sort of jury's still out on exactly when he might return and if there's going to be enough time for him to be ready for October or, you know, pitch well enough. Still dealing with sort of soreness in his forearm. So, um, that's, there's a lot of question marks. However, I just think they're, they're built to like withstand all of that. Like they haven't had Bueller since June. Four-fifths of the starting rotation have uh, landed on the injured list. Uh, Julio Urias has stepped into the ace role um, ably. Uh, He's pitched excellently, especially his last 15 starts. He's got a sub-2 ERA. Just gives them exactly what they need every single time out. But Gonsolin's on the injured list currently. Andrew Heaney missed uh, half the season with two injured list stints. Um uh, Kershaw's been on the injury list twice. Um, they, they've just had so many injuries, like all year, obviously Bueller. Um, and then Tyler Anderson technically didn't start in the rotation. So that's why he's out of that, uh, sort of four out of five. He also hasn't been on the injured list. And after a few piggyback starts, he has been one of the unsung heroes. He does lead the team in innings just narrowly over Julio Urias and, um, like, Urias is leading the National League in ERA. I think Anderson's fifth. Um, just excellent. We talked about Anderson on yesterday's podcast. I just think they have, years past, you know, when, when Kershaw was the ace, the dominant pitcher in baseball, if, if something went wrong with Kershaw, they were kind of screwed. And now they're, like, built to withstand any of that. Like, they just have a solid team all the way around depth, offense, pitching, even if sometimes it doesn't seem like it when um, they're they're dealing with all sorts of injuries. Like, literally, the Dodgers still have seven pitchers on the injured list who are still sort of, in at least in theory, trying for October. Uh, Tommy Canely was activated on Tuesday. He didn't pitch, but uh, he missed uh, the last four months with elbow, uh, like bone bruise in his elbow. And that was after coming back from Tommy John. He only pitched four games in May. 
So he's sort of trying to make it back. Uh, they lost Daniel Hudson to a torn ACL, and like their bullpen, despite all the turnover, they they just keep putting up numbers. Like Craig Kimbrell struggled for like the first you know almost like, I guess four months of the season, and then uh, since let it go. Uh, I believe August twenty first was the first date there. Yeah, he's pitched eight times, and he's had a one two three inning eight times. Um, the only blemish was when he was asked to go a second inning in Miami and he walked two of the three batters he faced in that second inning. So uh, he's been really, really good. But um, they're just they're just deep. And obviously, um, in the past, like last year, the Dodgers were also excellent. They won 106 games. They obviously didn't win the division. Um, but they their, their pitchers ran out of gas in, in the NLCS. They lost in... Um, six games to Atlanta in the postseason. The Dodgers offense also scored two runs or fewer in half of their 12 games. That was a part of it. I just think this year's offense is better. They're, they're anchored by um, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman at the top. Like that's ridiculous to have those three at the top. And then you have Will Smith, uh, arguably, arguably the best hitting catcher in baseball has been like a, a strong force at cleanup all year. He's, He's um, already set a career high for plate appearances. Um, you know that he's by starting at DH more often when he's not catching. Um, Justin Turner has been one of the best hitters in baseball since the end of June. Found his stroke again. Again, Max Muncy's recovering. I, I think uh, Gavin Lux. He's probably going to play by this weekend. He was uh, before he went on, or he hasn't even been on the injury list. He's just been sort of active but not playing. Um, he was in the top 10 in on-base percentage and batting average, and, and he was slugging a lot since, like, May. Um, just been excellent. So they have a ridiculously deep lineup. Um, Trace Thompson, obviously, since getting uh, – he's one of the – he's sort of the Tyler Anderson of the pitching – or the of the offense, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it was um, – yeah, it's just – it's they're more deep than the other versions of this team. Um Obviously, there's going to be questions like if Gonsolin is not ready for the postseason, that does put them at a little bit of a disadvantage. But I think they they're the sum of their parts um, are built to withstand this. I do think this is the best team they've had. They are relentless. Uh, they are um, outscoring teams by over two runs a game on average. Um, currently, uh, through 141 games, they've outscored their opponents by 320 runs. That is the sixth highest um, run differential in the modern era, which is since 1901. Um, they have a good chance to uh, slip into third place by the end of the season. Actually, even by 154 games, which is where the kind of schedule the teams above them all played. So nobody's really done this, what they're doing. Um, they they are an excellent team. I think it's their best, and I think they you know sort of deserve to be um, rewarded. I mean, uh, I guess not rewarded. Um, recognized for for how good they are. They are, they are excellent. Obviously, the World Series is the goal. We all know this, but um, I think they are built to win it. Um, this is the best team of this ten year stretch. I'm confident in saying that. Um, now we we go into the post sort of clinch thing. They still have some things to sort of sew up. Um. Their magic number to clinch uh, a buy into the NLDS is by finishing ahead of the Cardinals. That magic number is only six, so that can be sort of a range. They're um, 
They're also close, reasonably close to clinching the number one seed over the Mets and or Braves in the NL East. Um, so they're going to be able to get all their ducks in a row, unlike last year when they had to play a wild card game, not to mention um, fight tooth and nail down to the last day of the season trying to win the division. Um, so I think that's going to be an advantage. The five days off is going to be an advantage, not to mention facing a wild card uh, winner who, um, at the very least, used up two, possibly three of their pitchers, which sort of throws them into disarray a little bit in the division series. Like I said, the depth is really good. But now, um, in terms of where they're at post-clinching, the one thing I, I do miss, one of the things I do miss about not having the fully expanded rosters in September is uh, the ridiculous uh, post-clinch lineups. Um you might see like the day after I remember. So in the first year of this 10 year run, I actually drove out to Phoenix. I was covering that series. I was there for the clincher. Um, and then, um, ooh, unwisely also drove to, um, San Diego, uh, for the next day. Um, as well. That was, that was a rough stretch. Um, but, um, that year, the day after they clinched in Arizona, that was the pool game. Um, they had Drew Butera at first, uh, in, in the, the day after, you know, cause they, you can't, with the current roster, they only have 14 position players. So you can't do like the full, the full lineup turnover, uh, which is, I mean, look, it, it doesn't really mean anything, uh, but I just, it's one of those quirks I, I always sort of enjoyed. This was the Dodgers lineup, um, the day after they clinched in 2013, first game of a series in San Diego, uh, D. Strange Gordon at short. Um, this was, um, he was sort of a, try, establishing himself at this point. I, he made the All Star team the next year. It's not, it's not bad. But uh, Jerry Harrison at third, Skip Schumacher at second, Scott Van Slyke batting cleanup in left, Tim Fedorovich at catcher, Nick Chili Bus in center, Alex Castellanos in right. Again, Drew Butera at first, and Edison Volquez on the mound. Uh, that is one of the better uh, post-clinch lineups I've ever seen. So yeah, it was um, it was something. We don't get that anymore. Well, it'll be interesting to see actually Wednesday because uh, I don't remember if it's, it's set in stone or anything. But uh, Dave Roberts has said like um, you know Freddie Freeman wanted to play every day, and he said he would let him until they won the National League West. So. He's probably going to get a rest at some point. I, I don't. I wonder if it's going to be tomorrow or I guess today because we're. It's on Wednesday. Um, but if he does, then you know you, you sort of see that sometimes where you get a rest and then the Dodgers are off Thursday, so resting one game for two days, full two days off, that kind of a thing. So it wouldn't be surprising to see Freddie Freeman not starting on on, on uh, Wednesday and. Maybe that's Miguel Vargas's time to shine. Who, who knows? Maybe he'll he'll get some run in there in the series finale. Uh, it'll be interesting also, um, just from a roster minutia standpoint, of how they sort of handle uh, the pitching. Um, they're going to um, – it looks like they're going to start Michael Grove. Um, they'll need to call him up. and then So that means, obviously, uh, jettisoning a reliever. Um, and, like, they already designated um, – Heath Hembry for assignment on Tuesday. They have uh, Justin Brule, Andre Jackson still in the bullpen, so potentially one of those uh, pitchers could be, um, you know, uh, optioned or something to make room for Grove. And then it's a matter of what do they do 
after that, are any of the other injured relievers healthy enough to join them by the weekend in San Francisco? Like, do they option Grove after the start? It would be his fifth option. They do have a doubleheader coming next Tuesday um, uh, against the Diamondbacks at Dodger Stadium. It was one of those uh, rescheduling things from the first week of the season. Um, so you could technically see um, a situation where like Grove gets recalled Wednesday to start, then he gets optioned, and then they for another reliever. But then I guess the question would be, who is that reliever going to be? I don't really know. I'm just just play out this scenario with me here. Um, and then they call up Grove as the 29th man of a doubleheader to start one of the games on Tuesday. And then you can send the 29th man back down without using an option. So that could be a scenario. We don't know. But again, that's that's for next week. We'll talk about that then. Um, now there's Dodgers have one more series in or one more game in uh, Phoenix. Uh, they've shut out the Diamondbacks the first two games. I suspect Arizona will score at least something on Wednesday. Uh, and we'll see how, how uh, I guess, hungover is not the right word. Maybe it is. Who knows? But we'll see how uh, the, the, the celebration, because they, they did get some good celebration in it. They should. It's a division. It's an important accomplishment. But the Dodgers are the National League West champions. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we will talk to you uh, tomorrow. <laughs>